Welcome to Parenting Your Sensitive Child. Parenting a highly sensitive child can feel overwhelming, and all the parenting books in the world can only get you so far if your head and your heart are out of alignment with your child's. I'm your host, Julia McGarry. Let's create a new parenting paradigm. Hey y'all, we've been talking about brains a lot over here and I wanted to share a few of the conversations I've had with my daughter recently because it's not really something that's modeled for us very often and it's so very useful to our kids, especially if they're prone to overthinking or black and white thinking or even anxiety. Honestly, I knew it was something that could be helpful, but I've been amazed at how much it's helped my daughter. So I want to share with you. The first conversation I want to share requires a little bit of background information, a little context. I've always paid particular attention to developmental leaps. I had the Wonder Weeks app when she was younger, and then a few years ago I started reading up on the different milestones for older kids on the Observant Moms website. Knowing what my daughter's working on has always helped me have a little more perspective and be a little more patient. Well, recently I've started talking to her about some of the things that I've noticed when she's leveling up. For example, she often has a hard time hearing what other people are saying to her when she's in the middle of the leap, so it's really hard to get her attention, especially if she's busy doing something else. So I mentioned this to her. I said something like, hey, I noticed it's a lot harder to get your attention when I have something I wanna tell you lately. I wonder if your brain's leveling up. And that piqued her curiosity. So we started talking about how our brains grow and change as we grow up. And when our brains are about to hit a new level, some things that are usually easy for us might feel harder, or we might be more irritable or have a harder time sleeping. She thought this was really interesting, and since then, she's come out and said, Mom, I'm having a hard time noticing when you're talking to me. I think my brain might be leveling up. And usually, she's pretty spot on. She can recognize when she's in a developmental leap. Just last week, actually, she was taking a bath, and I put her hair in a bun and told her she didn't need to wash it that night. And then a few minutes later, she was putting shampoo in and was surprised to find that her hair was in a bun. I told her, I just put your hair in a bun and I told you what I was doing. And she was really bothered by this, that she didn't notice that I had put her hair in a bun. And she said, Mom, why does my brain always do this when I'm leveling up? She was frustrated and I offered that there are often really cool skills that come out of these leaps, of these up levels. She wanted to hear more about that, so I shared some of the relevant pieces about the current leap she's in from the Observant Moms website, and we sat and talked about that for a little while. See, we all know to talk to our kids about puberty and the changes their bodies will go through, right? but their brains are changing all the time and it can affect a lot of their day-to-day experiences. Maybe they feel foggy and don't understand why. 
Maybe they're more emotional than normal. Maybe the teacher is having a harder time getting their attention and they're starting to feel bad about it. Giving them an explanation in language they understand is so helpful. And as an added bonus, you might just get to see what self-aware humans they are. Maybe they just needed the knowledge and the language to express their experiences. So that's the first example. The second example is from this weekend. We went to a pumpkin carving party at a friend's house and my daughter was having a great time until things started to get a little bit too rough. It was the end of the night. They were playing a scary game and one of the older kids took it a little bit too far in my daughter's from my daughter's perspective. And it was all she could think about on the way home. Then the next day, she and I were playing Minecraft together, and she switched it to survival mode without telling me. So I don't know how much you know about Minecraft, but my daughter's super into it, and so playing together is one of the ways that like, I can be invested in her interests, right? So I've learned a little bit about Minecraft. <laughs> and when you're in creative mode, you can basically fly. So I was up in the air over my lava moat, and then she switched it, and I fell into the lava. And I'll be honest, my reaction time in that game is pretty terrible. So I caught on fire and died. And she felt so bad. She kept bringing it up, and that night at bedtime, she was talking about how she had had a rough weekend, and she didn't want it to end with going to school. So I heard her out, and then I told her, listen, you have a human brain. And I think it might be helpful if I tell you a little bit about human, how human brains work. Their number one job is to keep us safe. A long, long time ago, that meant protecting us from predators like tigers. But we don't have to worry about that sort of threat anymore. Our brains still operate the same way, though. They treat anything that feels scary or stressful like it's a tiger sitting outside of our cave. And on top of that, they tend to focus on the negative things that happen. So even if we had a great weekend, our brains might tell us that it sucked because of the one or two bad things that happened. Do you think it would be helpful to know what you can do if you think this sort of thing might be happening, if you think your brain is holding on to the negative stuff, or if you think your brain is worrying about what it thinks is a tiger, but is really just tomorrow at school. And she said, yes. So I explained that I mean, after I told her all that information in the first place, like about how our brains work, I explained like, if you want to do something about it, first of all, you have to recognize that you're upset and you have to show your brain. You might say to yourself, hey, I'm really angry right now because that kid was too rough and I feel like it ruined my night. Or maybe I feel really guilty and sad because I hurt mom in Minecraft. And then remind yourself that it makes sense to feel that way. It's normal to feel that way in these situations. And you get to be really gentle with yourself and take care of yourself. It's normal to be upset. It's okay to be upset. Be kind to yourself. 
And then when you're feeling okay enough, start looking for the good things that happened. Like I said, our brains like to focus on the bad and sometimes we have to show them the good things on purpose. They like to focus on the bad so that we don't, you know, step outside of the cave into a more vulnerable situation. They want to keep us where it's safe and keep us like from experiencing bad things. So one of the ways that we can work with that knowledge is to show our brains the good things on purpose. It's one of the reasons that people do rosebud thorn. And when it feels like a really big emotion or a really big bad thing, you might have to find a lot of roses to balance it out. So what are some of the roses from this weekend? Together, we came up with a pretty good list. We played Uno as a family at Burgerville. She met some new friends at the party. She was the fastest down the alley on her bike. And some of our memories had us giggling. And then when we'd spent time talking about the good things, she rolled over and went right to sleep. It was almost like magic. Totally amazing. Now, I'm not saying that these conversations are the right fit for your kid. You have to follow their lead here. Gauge what they are ready to hear and what would be helpful for them. But know that kids, kids can understand way more than we typically give them credit for. As long as you present it in a way that makes sense to them, in a way that's developmentally appropriate for them. And if you can give them the gift of understanding how their brains work and why their brains do certain things, it's a gift that's just going to keep going. All right, I hope that sharing our conversations with you today has been helpful. I encourage you to go out and try talking to your kids about how their brains work, about how their brains are changing and see what happens. I hope you have a wonderful week and I will talk to you in the next episode. Do you feel like you're parenting 24 seven and you're still not sure your child is getting what they need? Are you ready to stop parenting reactively and start living in partnership with your sensitive child? Are you ready to reclaim time for yourself and time for your dreams? Then you're gonna wanna explore coaching with me. I help my clients tune out all the noise, better understand their kids, build a parenting strategy that meets their family's specific needs, and do the mindset work necessary to implement that strategy consistently without sacrificing themselves in the process. To get started, just head over to partnerpath.com, click on coaching, and get your free consultation set up. Let's get to know each other.